the white community's most excellent power over black people is that they're writing all the reports. The public's shared way of thinking is not based on reality by the shaped narratives that feed into society. They constantly provide distorted records into the culture that falsely exalts themselves and falsely marginalizes black people. It creates false assumptions within the community that aid them in maintaining their white social dominance over black people. The hidden reality is that most inspired inventions that revolutionized the world were either invented by black people or by earlier creations by black people. Your perception of reality is an elaborate white deception. The general population doesn't know what's happening, and it doesn't even know that it doesn't know. Noam Chomsky. All repetitively fed societies function based upon the narratives that are in the community. White social scientists theorize that for a dominant group to maintain its position of social dominance, the reports provided to society must exalt the dominant group and marginalize the subordinate group. Doing the opposite would erode the dominant group's position of social dominance. Therefore, to maintain white social dominance over black people, the societal narratives routinely fed into the dominant white society are distorted to exalt whites falsely and falsely marginalize black people. As a result of unethical practice, the collective self-esteems of the white masses has been falsely bolstered at the expense of the collective self-admire of the black groups. Your perception of reality is an elaborate white deception. Case point and proof. It's most likely that you're now functioning based upon the commonly held perception that Caucasians are responsible for most inventions that have revolutionized the world. Black people are the leeches of society that haven't been invented much throughout history. However, this commonly held perception deliberately ingrained as an elaborate white deception into the collective minds of the masses through distorted narratives fed into the society that falsely gives Caucasians credit for the most revolutionary inventions made by black people. The actual hidden reality is that despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inspired innovations that have revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person or by an earlier invention by a black person. It's, in fact, the great minds of black people that move society forward. When a well-packaged web of lies has been sold gradually to the masses over generations, the truth will seem preposterous and its speaker a raving lunatic. Dresden James. We are portrayed constantly as the black leeches of the community that benefits from the genius minds of white people. I know that that last statement may be a hard pill to swallow for some of you, given how black people are depicted negatively within white society. However, a lie is still valid even if everyone believes it's true and the truth is still the truth even if no one believes it. After slavery was abolished in the U.S. in 1865, beginning between 1870 and 1940, African Americans filed 726 invention patents to the U.S. Patent Office. People to go almost directly from being enslaved, where they were denied an education, to producing so many inventions in such a short period is astounding. Furthermore, the number of patent applications submitted by African Americans more than doubled those submitted by whites during the same time frame. The U.S. Patent Office trend never discontinued remains disproportionately filled with inventions submitted by black people. It's an absolute fact that the white society conceals from the masses because it's a narrative that goes directly against their social engineering endeavors to instill the myth of white racial superiority into the collective minds of the masses to maintain white social dominance over black people. The white society conceals that most inventions revolutionize the world. They were either invented by a black person or were inspired by an earlier design by a black person whitewashing their history books and producing falsely scripted movies that wrongly give themselves credit for most creations made by black people. The following are two examples of this nefarious practice. White historians teach us that Henry Ford invented the first automobile. An African-American inventor and carriage company entrepreneur named Charles Richard Patterson built the first automobile. 
The C.R. Patterson & Sons Company started as a carriage building firm in 1873. In the early 1900s, Patterson and his son converted the company from a carriage business to an automobile manufacturer. It was released in 1905 and sold for $850. It had a four-cylinder Continental engine. C.R. Patterson began making automobiles before Henry Ford, and his cars were considered more sophisticated. C.R. Patterson and Sons were forced out of business by Henry Ford. In 1939, the company closed its big wooden door. White historians also teach us that Thomas Edison is responsible for lighting up the world. But in reality, no companies purchased Edison's light bulb because it wasn't efficient enough. It lasts only a few minutes. The inventor whose light bulb was purchased, mass produced, and its inventor dispatched worldwide to oversee its installation was an African American named Louis Latimer. Therefore, in reality, the actual narrative was a black man who lit up the entire world. However, although this is a fact, it's not upon the report that the public functions based. Allowing society to function based on this fact would undermine and erode the white society's position of social dominance over black people. Therefore, to prevent this erosion, most of the narratives fed into the dominant white culture have been distorted to exalt themselves falsely and falsely marginalize black people. The hidden reality is that despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inspired inventions that have revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person or by an earlier design by a black person. Welcome to the real world. If you enjoy using the internet, thank. Philip Emigwali, a Nigerian computer scientist, is regarded by many as the father of the internet. He invented the supercomputer in 1987. His formula used 65,000 separate computer processors to perform 3.1 billion calculations per second in 1989. That feat led to computer scientists comprehending the capabilities of supercomputers and the practical applications of creating a system that allowed multiple computers to communicate. Philip Emigwali also invented the accurate weather forecasting system in 1990. He also used his mathematical and computer expertise to develop methods for extracting more petroleum from oil fields. Thank an African-American named Emmett McHenry if you enjoy sending emails. McHenry created a complex computer code whereby ordinary people can now surf the web or have emails without studying computer science. He made what we know today simply as com. Thank an African-American named Jesse Eugene Russell if you enjoy your digital cell phone. He is an inventor and electrical engineer that invented digital cellular technology. He pioneered the field of digital cellular communication in the 1980s through high-power linear amplification and low-bit-rate voice encoding technologies. He received a patent in 1992, U.S. Patent No. 5,084,869, for a digital cellular base station design. Jesse Russell holds several patents and is a critical person in the invention of the modern cell phone. Thank an African-American named Dr. Mark Dean if you enjoy using your PC monitor. Dean is the inventor-slash-computer scientist and engineer responsible for developing several landmark technologies, including the modern color PC monitor, which became the industry standard in 1981. In 1999, Dean also led a team of programmers to develop one of the stepping stones of modern-day computer technology, the first gigahertz chip. The CMOS microprocessor chip is remarkable because it processes a billion calculations and large amounts of data in a second. Dean holds 20 individual patents. If you enjoy using your GPS, thank Gladys Mae West, an African-American mathematician known for her eventually corporate contributions to the mathematical modeling of the shape of the Earth and her work on developing the satellite geodesy models into the global positioning system, GPS. Without black people, there would not exist skyscrapers. It is because black people invented the elevator, the air conditioning, and central heating. 
Alexander Miles invented the elevator, Frederick Jones invented the air conditioner, and Alice Parker, a black woman, invented the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. Dr. Thomas O. Mensa is a Ghanaian-born chemical engineer and inventor. The awarded inventor of fiber optics and nanotechnology 7 USA and worldwide patents in fiber optics. In all, he has some 14 patents. Dr. Patricia Bath, an African-American scientist, invented and patented the 1988 cataract laser Foucault probe that helped save the eyesight of millions. Millions of people worldwide unknowingly owe their eyes picture to this black woman. Mark Hanna developed the 3D graphics technology used in many major Hollywood movies. Shirley and Jackson made several telecommunications breakthroughs which led to the touchtone phone, caller ID, and call waiting. Marie Van Britten Brown invented the home surveillance security system. Henry Sampson invented the non-digital cellular phone in 1983. Did you know that the developed sanitary pad by a black woman named Mary Beatrice Davidson? Until Mary Beatrice created sanitary pads, women used reusable fabrics to absorb menstrual flows. The first company that initially showed interest initially rejected Mary's invention because of racial discrimination. The world had no choice, Mary's creation was too important to be ignored and missed. It was later accepted in 1956, 30 years later. She received five patents for her designs. One of her other inventions is the bathroom tissue holder, which she co-invented with her sister. The patent number was US 4,354,643. There is more. Gerald A. Lawson invented the first home video game system with interchangeable cartridges. Percy L. Julian invented the process of synthesis, which led to the birth control pill and improvement in cortisone production. There is more. Matthew A. Cherry is the inventor of the tricycle. In May 1888, Cherry received his patent for the tricycle. G.T. Sampson invented the clothes dryer in 1892. George R. Carruthers invented the ultraviolet camera spectrograph. In 1885, two black inventors, L.S. Burridge and N.R. Marsham invented the typewriter. J. Gregory invented the motor. Six African-American scientists were essential in making the first atomic bomb. One was J. Ernest Wilkins, one of the world's leading mathematicians who earned his Ph.D. at 17. Alexander Miles invented the elevator and safety devices for elevators. Patent No. 371207. Alice Parker, a black woman, is credited with inventing the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. Garrett A. Morgan invented the automatic traffic signal and the gas mask. Edmund Berger invented the spark plug. J.B. Winters invented the fire escape ladder. John L. Love invented the pencil sharpener 2311-189, patent number 594114. Frederick Jones invented the air conditioner. John A. Johnson invented the wrench. John Standard invented the refrigerator. Lewis Howard Latimer invented the electric lamp and the filament for the light bulbs. The smallpox inoculation method was brought from Africa by an African named Onsimus. Philip Downing invented the letter drop mailbox on October 27, 1892. John Burr invented the lawnmower. Marjorie Joyner holds the patent for the permanent hair wave machine. Lloyd Hall created the chemical compound that preserves meat. S.H. Love invented improvements to military guns April 22, 1919. S.H. Love invented improvements to the vending machine January 21, 1933. W.A. Levette invented the advanced printing press. Thomas J. Martin invented the fire extinguisher 3 to 261,872. W.D. Davis invented the riding saddle on October 6, 1895. There is more. 
Do you know that the first successful open heart surgery was performed on this planet by a black surgeon within a black owned hospital? Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. 1856 1931, founded Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses, the first black owned hospital in America, in 1891. And he performed the first successful open heart surgery in 1893. Many white surgeons had attempted the surgery early, but their patients died. Following the surgery, white surgeons from around the country and the world came to learn from Dr. Williams. In 1940, Dr. Charles Drew, another African-American doctor, achieved another pioneering medical breakthrough. In his short life of only 46 years, Charles revolutionized blood storage. His refrigerated bloodmobiles stored blood at a temperature to prolong its shelf life. It further revolutionized blood storage and plasma banks for World War II. The public is presently functioning based upon distorted narratives that falsely give Caucasians credit for most inventions made by black people rather than the actual reality. White social scientists theorize that people are inherently tribal and therefore do not naturally conform to the long-term dominance of other racial groups over their lives. Subliminally doing so conveys the message that the dominant group is inherently superior and is supposed to rule over the society's subordinate populations. It makes the subordinate population fit into the long-term power manipulation of another racial group over their lives. It is achieved by constantly inundating the subordinate population with false narratives that marginalize themselves and falsely exalts the dominant culture. White social scientists describe this nefarious practice as merely instilling a value system into the collective minds of the subordinate people that makes them adhere to the authority and the existing infrastructure of the dominant culture. Because of this infamous social science, the collective self-esteems of the white masses have been falsely bolstered at the expense of the collective self-admire of the black groups. There's more. Have you ever noticed that the results of virtually all studies conducted by white people favor themselves over black people? White social scientists found that doing so makes black people more compliant with white dominance over our lives. Can you not see just how cartoonishly unrealistic this scenario is? It's astronomically ridiculous. It's fraudulent propaganda designed to instill the myth of white racial superiority into the collective subconscious minds of black people. Once you start researching facts, you'll realize that the myth of white racial superiority over blacks only prevails when white people control the narratives. Don't be fooled. If the oppressors were truly superior, they wouldn't have to work so hard to convey it, nor would they work so hard behind the scenes to manipulate those they claim are inferior. Case point and proof. Do you know that African babies advance earlier and faster than European babies? In the developmental psychology of the black child, Dr. Amos Wilson analyzes studies conducted by white social scientists that revealed significant differences in how quickly black babies develop compared to European babies. The study found that at only 9 hours old, African babies could prevent their heads from falling backward. It took European babies roughly 6 weeks to accomplish this. By the time African babies were 11 months old, they could climb the steps alone while European babies typically didn't achieve this until they were 15 months old. The study focused specifically on African babies, but Wilson explains that the same trends were also actual in black children of other nationalities. Studies have also found that whites are also more prone to lifetime mental disorders than blacks. Four recent studies funded by the National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH, Consortium on Psychiatric Epidemiology Studies, CPES, reported that whites have the highest lifetime mental disorders. These four reports are also a direct contrast to the perpetuated myth of white superiority. When they started integrating sports allowing black athletes to join white teams. Those white team owners who initially refused to integrate found it impossible to remain competitive against those teams that had integrated. Those all-white teams could not compete against teams combined with only one to three black players on their rosters. 
It refutes the myth that whites' bodies are superior to blacks. It reveals the exact opposite. There's more. A Cornell University-led study also found that whites are both genetically weaker and less diverse than blacks. White people are prone to various genetic defects, malfunctions, and disorders. The Cornell study, published in the journal Nature, also found that whites had many more possibly harmful mutations than African Americans by analyzing the genetic makeup of 20 white Americans and 15 African Americans. That fact was reinforced by a larger-scale study, also published in Nature, led by scientists from the Universities of Michigan and Virginia who recorded analyzed genetic samples of 485 individuals scattered around the globe whose DNA was in a French databank. The researchers also found that blacks are genetically more muscular and have the most extraordinary genetic diversity. White people perform laboratory experiments on white inbred lab rats to see how experiments will potentially go over in the Caucasoid population. If they want to know how something will impact ordinary people, a typically colored rat is the benchmark. In the human world, if they're going to learn how something will affect the average human population, their benchmark is a black human being. Black humans contain the dominant developed genes, and genealogy is the benchmark for normalcy. The myth of white racial superiority over black people only prevails when white people control all of the narratives exclusively. Intelligence and the DNA Revolution According to geneticists, the higher the DNA series is within a particular group, the higher the chance of genius existing within that group. Within two major studies, one in 1996 and the other in 2018, researchers determine the genetic contribution to intellectual giftedness by analyzing DNA samples from people worldwide. In the 1996 study, 15 geneticists from nine different universities worldwide tested the DNA series of 136 people worldwide. They first tested apes. When they tested the orangutan, they found that it only had three DNA series. When they tried the gorilla, they discovered that it had four. The chimpanzee had five. They then studied Europeans, England, Germany, France, Russia, and Spain. They found that Europeans have six DNA series, all other groups tested worldwide also have six except Africans. Africans have nine DNA series. Africans, therefore, have the highest probability of genius existing within their group. Yale University published these findings in a manual entitled The Global Pattern of Linkage Disequilibrium and Modern Human Origin. In the 2018 study, researchers analyzed DNA samples from 1,238 people recruited. The results were again the same, all other groups of people have six DNA series, and Africans have nine. This scientific result may provide us with the hidden fact that despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inspired inventions that revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person or by a black person's earlier story. There's more. The following are a risk that is either more common or unique to being Caucasian. This list includes illnesses, disorders, ailments, sicknesses, and diseases associated with the Caucasian race. It also includes genetic disorders and chronic conditions linked to Caucasians through research by the medical and science communities. 1. Acrodermatitis chronica atrophicans. Wrinkle, plaque. 2. Aortic aneurysm. Nausea, back pain. 3. Barrett's esophagus. Black terry stool, dysphagia. 4. Bladder cancer. Dysuria, anorexia. 5. Brain tumor. Nausea, diplopia. 6. Paget's disease of the breast. 7. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Joint pain, vital exhaustion. 7. Endometriosis. Dysuria, dysmenorrhea. 8. Help syndrome. Nausea, edema. 9. 
inflammatory bowel disease, proctitis, gastrointestinal ulcers, 10. Kaposi's sarcoma, dyspnea, lymphedema, 11. Macular degeneration, loss in contrast sensitivity, vision disorder, 12. Melanoma, asymmetry, mole color changes, 13. Multiple sclerosis, optic papillitis, Horner syndrome, 14. Osteoporosis, back pain, kyphosis, 15. Pectus excavatum, frequent respiratory infections, fatigue, 16. Polymyalgia rheumatica, fatigue, muscle weakness, 18. Pyloric stenosis, persistent hunger, irritation, 17. Skin cancer, skin ulcer, skin lesion, 18. Spina bifida, birthmark, folate deficiency, 19. Testicular cancer, swollen testicle, lumbago, 20. Thyroid cancer, thyroid nodule, dyspnea, 21. Ulcerative colitis, joint pain, flatulence, 22. Ureterocele, foul smelling urine, failure to thrive, 23. Urethral syndrome, dysuria, urinary frequency, 26. Urolithiasis, pyelonephritis, abscess, ureterocele, foul smelling urine, failure to thrive, 25. Urethral syndrome, dysuria, urinary frequency, 26. Urolithiasis, pyelonephritis, abscess, 27. Studies have proven that cystic fibrosis is the most common fatal genetic disorder in the Caucasian population, affecting one out of every 25 Caucasians. These types of information are being intentionally withheld from central media circulation to perpetuate the myth of white superiority. The falsely scripted white society propagates the myth of white racial superiority over blacks. According to white social scientists, doing so elevates and unifies the white masses' collective self-esteems while simultaneously instilling a value system into the collective subconscious minds of black people that makes us more compliant with their white dominance over our lives. True black liberation will only happen when black people learn of the many nefarious social sciences that the white society secretly deploys to facilitate their long-term oppression of us and then develop counter-strategies. They even lie that Africans were illiterate and uncivilized before the Europeans invaded to further propagate the myth of their racial superiority. By constantly falsely marginalizing we Africans, the white society also teaches us that we Africans have no significant history that predates their enslavement and colonization of us because Africa was uncivilized and illiterate before then. It, however totally untrue. The hidden reality is that long before the Europeans invaded Africa, it was Africans when we called ourselves Moors, that civilized Europe. It included introducing science, math, philosophy, and even the daily bath to Europeans. Queen Isabella of Spain bragged that she had only bathed twice in her whole life. Queen Elizabeth, I claimed that she was the cleanest woman in Europe, reportedly washing once a month. Within Western society, all of their universities and colleges teach that the world's first scholars and those of science, art, and culture were the Greeks. But the fact is that all of Europe's Greek scholars received their formal education in Africa's ancient Egypt. The Greeks openly admitted that their knowledge originated from Africa. When Isocrates wrote of his studies in the book Bucyrus, he said that I studied philosophy and medicine in Africa's Egypt. So the truth is it was Africans that civilized the world, but the white society feeds its country's distorted narratives to exalt themselves falsely. 
white schools also teach us that the father of medicine was a Greek named Hippocrates. However, the true father of medicine was an African named Imhotep. Imhotep is the author of an Egyptian medical text written on papyrus, containing almost 100 anatomical terms and describing 48 injuries and their treatment. Imhotep was practicing medicine and writing on the subject 2,200 years before Hippocrates, the so-called father of modern medicine was even born. There exist countless numbers of evidence and facts that refute that lie. To mention just a few, the world's oldest university, manuscripts, encyclopedia, mathematical tools, works of art, and most prominent and most senior artificial structures are all in Africa. These noted facts equate to the exact opposite of being uncivilized and illiterate. Timbuktu University The Timbuktu University, in Mali, Africa, and its library are older than those in the Western world. It was composed of three schools, namely the Masjid of DJ Ngreba, the Masjid of Sidi Yahya, and the Masjid of Sankor. During the 12th century, the university enrolled around 25,000 students from Africa. In Timbuktu, there are about 700,000 written surviving books in Mande, Suki, Fulani, Timbuktu, and Sadani. The contents of the manuscripts include math, medicine, poetry, law, and astronomy. This work was the first encyclopedia in the 14th century before the Europeans got the idea later in the 18th century, four centuries later. Africa is also the cradle of mathematics. Africa discovered the world's oldest mathematical tools in Africa. The Ishango Mathematic Tool The invention of the Ishango Mathematical Tool by Africans dates as far back as 22,000 years ago, in the Upper Paleolithic era. The Ishango Tool is an attestation of arithmetic practice in ancient Africa. I also discovered mathematical tools in Africa. The Libombo Mathematical Tool The Libombo Tool is indeed the oldest known mathematical artifact in the world. It is even older than the Ishango Bone. In the 1970s discovered in Border Cave, a rock shelter on the western scarp of the Libombo Mountains in an area near the border of South Africa and Swaziland, now Eswatini. Great Zimbabwe Great Zimbabwe is an ancient city in the southeastern hills of Zimbabwe near Lake Mutarikwe and the town of Masvingo, originally called the Shona Civilization. The stone city spans an area of 7.22 square kilometers, 2.79 square miles, which could have housed up to 18,000 people at its peak. The recognition erected monumental brick buildings and walls nearly 2,000 years ago recognized as UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Africans built the world's most prominent artificial structure. In Africa, within the ancient Nigerian city of Benin, there exists the ruins of a Great Wall four times larger than the Great Wall of China. The Great Wall of Benin in Edo State, Nigeria, was the largest artificial structure in the history of the world. The walls are four times longer than the Great Wall of China and consume 100 times more materials than the Pyramid of Giza. The walls extended for some 16,000 kilometers and covered 6,500 square miles. Digging estimated that it took over 150 million hours of searching to construct and was all built by the Edo people. They are four times longer than the Great Wall of China and consume 100 times more material than the Great Pyramid of Cheops. It's perhaps the most significant single archaeological phenomenon on the planet. Source Wikipedia, Architecture of Africa. Fred Pierce The New Scientist November 9, 1999. Even before the full extent of the city walling had become apparent, the Guinness Book of Records carried an entry in the 1974 edition that described the city as, the largest earthworks in the world carried out before the mechanical era. Excerpt from The Invisible Empire, P.D. Lawton, African Historical Ruins. Sadly, in 1897, Benin City and its Great Wall were destroyed by British forces under Admiral Harry Rawson, in what has come to be called the Punitive Expedition. 
the expeditionary force of 1,200 British soldiers. The city was looted, blown up, and burnt to the ground. This expedition destroyed about 1,100 years of Benin history and was one the evidence of African civilization. It ended the Great Benin Kingdom and led to numerous Benin historical artifacts. A collection of the famous Benin bronzes are now in the British Museum in London. British troops stole the 700 stolen bronzes by the British forces and were sold back to Nigeria in 1972. The monumental building achievements of Africa's ancient Egyptians also prove that Africans were not illiterate nor uncivilized. Many will say that we cannot include the ancient Egyptians because the white society has miseducated them about the race of the ancient Egyptians. White historians have stolen the glorious history of Africa's ancient Egypt and falsely portray it as theirs and have manipulated the entire world to see things their way. Here are the facts. The location of Egypt is in Africa, and its pyramids, and the Great Sphinx, were built by Africans thousands of years long before the first Arabs and Greeks arrived there in the 7th century. And in 2012, DNA analysis conducted on Pharaoh Tutankhamun, Ramses III, Ramses IV, and several other mummies proved that Africa's ancient Egyptians were indeed Africans. Their DNA matches proved that they belonged to the human Y chromosome group E1B1A. The Y chromosome group of black sub-Saharan Africans speak the Niger-Congo languages. White governed schools, to maintain white social dominance, miseducating black students to believe that Africans are uncivilized and illiterate. It included introducing science, math, philosophy, and even the daily bath to Europeans. Queen Isabella of Spain bragged that she had only bathed twice in her whole life. Queen Elizabeth, I claim that she was the cleanest woman in Europe, reportedly washing once a month. The hidden reality is that long before the Europeans invaded Africa, it was Africans when we called ourselves Moors, that civilized Europe. Europe's Greek scholars received their formal education in Africa's ancient Egypt. The Greeks openly admitted that their knowledge originated from Africa. When Isocrates wrote of his studies in the book Bucyrus, he said that I studied philosophy and medicine in Africa's Egypt. While black people studied our Bibles, believing it's true and will protect us, white social scientists studied how to hijack the group mind of large targeted populations. They then used that knowledge to enslave millions of black people mentally. Those of us that know this truth try to speak of it, we're told by the many mentally enslaved to shut up and keep studying our Bibles. This scenario is so ridiculously pathetic that it's almost funny but my tears caused by this mental state of our people prevents me from laughing. The Hidden Reason in History During the 1960s African Americans' unified protests against the U.S. systems of institutionalized white racism were unprecedented. African Americans confronted it on all fronts. The engagement through disobedient civil tactics, militant means, nonviolent protest, and black lawyers pleading for equality within America's highest Supreme Court. African Americans' unified protest remains unrivaled by any other group in U.S. history. African Americans had unknowingly proven themselves as the greatest threat against the U.S. system of white supremacy. In the face of the unprecedented unified black protest, FBI Director J. Edger Hoover said that the unification of the American Negro was the most significant threat against the nation. To remedy what was then called the Negro problem in 1967, President Lyndon Johnson put together a committee called the Kerner Commission. Their assignment was to study the Negro problem, find the cause of the problem, and then develop a solution. In 1968 white social scientists, hired the Kerner Commission. In 1968 white social scientists, employed by the Kerner Commission determined that an aggravating core factor for that decade's unprecedented unified black protest was caused by a high and unifying black collective self-esteem brought on by the emergence of the black pride movement. They also learned then that while oppressors, through their weaponry advantage of guns and cannons, 
can brutally invade and enslave a people, they, however, cannot win their loyalty or sustain peace with those people indefinitely. Manipulation Their minds have been manipulated to think in ways that prevent them from unifying against their oppressors. Because whenever oppressed people for long durations, their collective aggressions against their oppressors will continue to grow until it reaches a boiling point resulting in massive acts of rebellion against their oppressors. The oppressed eventually always rebel against their oppressors. It is an innate response within the collective human psyche whenever persecuted people for long periods. It is what was happening amongst African Americans during the 1960s. White racism had reached a boiling point within the collective minds of African Americans which resulted in that decade of unprecedented unified black protest. Those white social scientists logically determined that they could subdue unified black protest by keeping the collective self-esteems of the black masses shallow and by keeping black collective aggressions shifted away from the oppressive white society and kept redirected against ourselves. They achieved these objectives by keeping black people believing the fraudulent worst narratives about themselves. Presently all records about black people are written exclusively by white people. Whatever white sources state about black people is automatically deemed factual. This unfair scenario allows white oppressive forces to shape how black people perceive themselves collectively negatively. Efficiently controlling people by the societal narratives, they routinely receive about themselves. Constantly feeding people positively and affirming information about themselves raises their collective self-esteem, increases their self-efficacy, and unifies them. It doesn't matter if the information presented is untrue. Most people will act upon it given the same information about themselves. However, when people are constantly fed damaging demoralizing disinformation about themselves, the opposite happens. When people continuously receive fraudulent negative narratives about themselves, they become demoralized, divided, self-loathing, and more compliant with their oppressor's dominance over their lives. Many will even prefer it. It also creates self-hatred and disunity, which attacks the core foundation of what bonds a people, and they can then indefinitely rule. And again, it doesn't matter that the information presented is untrue, most people act according to given the same information about themselves. This second showed demoralizing example is precisely what white oppressive forces are doing to black people. Keeping us believing the fraudulent worst narratives about ourselves is how they now prevent us from unifying against them. This nefarious psychological warfare tactic works by tapping into the immense power that shame has upon the human mind to enslave millions of black people mentally. There's even more that they lie about. Caucasians misled by many to believe that they're the highest evolved homo sapiens and that Africans are the lowest. The truth is different. Studies on genetics find that, Africans are the true homo sapiens, chocolate-colored skin and woolly hair result from original homo sapien DNA. Caucasian skin color and hair type are results of Neanderthal DNA. Neanderthals evolved from primates separately from African homo sapiens. Africans did not evolve from primates. Darwin's, Caucasians, evolutionary chart doesn't include Africans. The Darwinian evolutionary theory does not apply to African people. According to two new studies published in the journal Nature that looked at the DNA fossils hidden in the modern human genome, Africans are the only pure homogeneous human species. These studies also reveal that people of European descent today retain Neanderthal DNA that affects their hair, skin, fertility, predisposition to certain diseases, and possibly other characteristics. According to the study, Europeans' white skin, various eyes, and recessive animalistic type hair are direct genetic traits of Neanderthal DNA. It also showed that nine previously identified human genetic variants associated with specific traits likely came from Neanderthals. These variants affect lupus, biliary cirrhosis, Crohn's disease, optic disc size, type 2 diabetes, and some behaviors, such as the ability to stop smoking. 
The implications of these findings are enormous. Darwinian evolutionary theory, origin of species, does not apply to black people. It implies that Caucasian people came from troglodytes. It might be a disappointment to those who favor the premise that all life originated in Africa and spread out from there. However, the story that white people are African albinos has fallen apart. Caucasians are not African albinos. The term albinism is reserved to describe a syndrome resulting from drastic changes in genes that disable melanin production. Albinism is caused, specifically oculocutaneous albinism, by mutations in different genes that abrogate or drastically decrease melanin production and, in some cases, produce no melanin at all. People with oculocutaneous albinism have translucent skin and vision defects, more severe in people with OCA1 mutations than OCA2 mutations. The modifications can occur in any ethnic group, on every continent. Europeans' light skin, even with those that are very pale, a disease or condition is not considered. The current evidence shows that Europeans have fair skin not due to albinism but because of genetic variants that result from their Neanderthal DNA. A few gene variants, primarily in two genes, SLC24A5 and SLC45A2. The findings reveal that Europeans have white skin not due to albinism but because of genetic variants resulting from their Neanderthal's DNA. The research further revealed that indigenous Africans possess no Neanderthal DNA. Most people are unaware that when the early African Homo sapiens first traveled into Europe, they encountered thousands of white-skinned Neanderthals already living in Europe. Neanderthals had already been living in Europe for 80,000 years. Although modern Caucasians share more physical characteristics with those Neanderthals than they presently do with Africans, they separated themselves from those Neanderthals. They created the false narrative that their superior evolved African Homo sapiens that became white. That narrative is now proved to be a lie. A relevant fact. The Caucasians R.H. Rhesus Monkey, Factor Secret. One of the biggest kept secrets in the white world of medical science is the blood group that is exclusive European. That group is called the R.H. The R.H. factor is a plasmic agglutinogen antibody first found in the bloodstream of rhesus monkeys. According to white geneticist and biochemist, agglutinogen antibody was of hybrid structure, which supposedly classifies the rhesus monkey as a macaque muleta, which means mixed origin or mixed breed or produced by genders of a different species. 90% of the European Caucasoid race, as indicated in any physiology medical book you pick up, is Rh factor positive, possessing identical agglutinogen antibody, anti-Rh serum, as the rhesus monkey. Here is a medical fact. When the Rh positive agglutinogen, white race, injection, blood transfusion slash semen sex, into an Rh negative, African, person. Anti-Rh agglutinins automatically develop in the bloodstream of the African. The African body automatically responds by protecting itself from the Rh. Dr. Robert Sepper, a Caucasian anthropologist and author of Species with Amnesia, Our Forgotten History, writes, If we're of one human family, why does Rh negative African mother carry an Rh cheerful Caucasian child try to reject her offspring? Humanity isn't one race but is a hybrid of species. Do you know that whenever a black woman becomes impregnated by a white man, her doctor has to give her a Rho-GAM injection to prevent her body from trying to abort it naturally? If her doctor fails to do this, it's medical malpractice. When a woman receives Rho-GAM, it protects her immune system from exposure to the current baby's Rh-positive blood. If she does not receive the injection, her body will develop antibodies that could attack the positive red blood cells of babies in subsequent pregnancies, which will cause HDN. HDN can cause serious illnesses, brain damage, or even death in a fetus or newborn. It isn't common knowledge, but it's true. Pregnant women typically receive Rho-GAM twice during their pregnancy, 
once at approximately 28 weeks and once within 72 hours of delivery if the newborn baby is RH positive. It's why black expecting mothers always ask what the father's race is? This biological response within the African woman production did not produce why mulattoes during slavery were in much greater numbers. Because of the Caucasian's RH, rhesus monkey, factor. Here is an endorsing personal testament from an African-American woman. I am factual RH negative, and I had an ectopic pregnancy and ended up in ER surgery. When I came to, they said I had to have this shot because I'm not RH positive, and if I get pregnant by a man who is my body will create antigens to kill the fetus, why would they vaccinate me for that if it's not true, mind you I told them, no, and they said I had no choice because of my blood type, this shit is true. Dash Sharon J. These are two separate species. Dr. Seppers. In the book, The Iceman Inheritance, author Michael J. Bradley, who himself is a Caucasian, argues that racism, the threat of nuclear war, environmental pollution, and other social problems are the result of the behavior values and psychology of Caucasians. He stated that the Caucasians had demonstrated an entrenched predisposition for brutal racism that is matched only by their penchant for deceit, greed, and hunger for power throughout history. They alone are the most arrogant and the race most predisposed to racism, all other races have been their enemies or their victims. Throughout history, the Caucasians have demonstrated an almost total disregard for the human lives of non-whites. Their subjugation, murder, and exploitation of all other races are unparalleled. While labeling all other races as savages, the Caucasians have been the most brutally savage throughout history. Michael Bradley argues that these proclivities among inherently connected Caucasians to their ancient prehistoric beginnings. Why deploy this social science against black people? The answer. The hidden reality is that although all white governments now publicly profess equality for all citizens, they're unrelentingly committed to preserving the nation's white dominance. There's also an immense fear of massive unified black retribution that secretly exists amongst those white nations that have brutally oppressed Africans, and grossly exploited Africa's natural resources, for more than 400 years. This unrelenting commitment and immense fear resulted in most white nations secretly deploying many nefarious social sciences that aid them in maintaining their white dominance over black people, which prevents us from unifying against them. All we learn from the oppressors are lies that falsely exalt themselves and marginalize us. The collective self-esteems of the white masses have been falsely bolstered at the expense of the collective self-admire of the black groups. And if you doubt they're doing this, ask yourself why wouldn't they do it? Isn't doing this consistent with the people they've shown us are? Please wake up and critically think, the people presently writing all of the narratives are those that have proven themselves as being history's most racist, deceitful, unethical, and selfish. It's the people they are, the way they've always been, and the only way they know how to be. Whenever such a group controls all of the narratives, they distort most facts to exalt themselves and falsely marginalize us. Until black people wake up and learn of this social science, and the many other nefarious social sciences, secretly deployed to maintain white social dominance and develop counter-strategies against them, will remain under their white supremacy forever and control. Don't be fooled. If the oppressors were truly superior, they wouldn't have to distort so many facts, spread so many lies, and work so hard behind the scenes manipulating those whom they claim are inferior. The oppressed will always believe the, fraudulent worse about themselves Franz Fanon.